Welcome to another episode of Scientology Fair Game, the podcast. That's what I should do, Mike. That sounds There better. you go. There you go. Sounds terrific. Hi, Mike. Hi, Lee. <laughs> Today we have a special guest. We have a special guest. Wait. I, I'm waiting for the show that we don't have a special guest. Correct. Because every guest is special. It's like saying that we love one child over another. Everybody who appears on our podcast is special in some way, which is why we have them on. That's right. Aaron Sedman. I'm not Welcome. sure I'm I'm not sure I'm that special. So I didn't maybe say, I I didn't say as a person I didn't say personally. <laughs> Got it. Thank, thank you for clarifying. Off You're to welcome. a roaring start here, Aaron. <laughs> I was about to say I could be your first guest that isn't particularly special. And I was excited well, no, but for that, that, w- honor. that That wouldn't be true. Exactly. That, that wouldn't would be, not true. be true. Yes. But we've we- had other guests that are not special. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We're but really just- happy that you yes. have agreed to join us, Aaron. Really ver- very, very honored, in fact, that you agreed to join us because you, you don't have any dog in this fight. And that's what makes it, you a special guest. Yes. And also, we should explain who Aaron is. Mike, if you would like to, oh, certainly do that part because Aaron, I, I usually I usually talk way too much, so I'm going to yes. let you do this part. And I'll Aaron is the uh, president and co-founder of IPC with his partner Eli Holtzman. IPC was the production company that did the Aftermath show. So Leah and I came to know Aaron pretty well over the three years of production of the program. Aaron uh, and Eli subsequently moved up in the world, and he is now the president of Industrial Media, which is sort of a larger company that now has within its umbrella, I guess, IPC still. But IPC were, were the production company of The Aftermath, and that's how we both know Aaron. Aaron, would I be wrong in saying that Mike and I greatly contributed to you and Eli becoming major, major players in Hollywood? I mean, is that? I would say after my mother, the yes. two of you are the <laughs> maybe the most important people to the trajectory of my professional growth and, and success. Now, I think this is part of my sickness, which, you know, we could answer the many, the, the, the ever-growing list of what's wrong with me, but I believe it, although you're being sarcastic. Anywho, let's talk about... Well, go ahead, I, 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 will, I will make a more genuine point, <laughs> okay, and, you, okay. and, you, and you can Fair decide enough. whether, whether to leave this in or not later. Okay. Um, we, we had just opened the doors to our production company, uh, shortly before the first time we met Leah right. and the aftermath was the first series that we got commissioned as a production company. And it turned out to be the first series that aired for our production company. And it was a hit and hits in Hollywood, as you know, are transformative. And so it was a huge deal for a young startup production company to have such a big hit and such a classy show uh, uh, under its wing right out of the gate. And it was uh, both very important to the production company and particularly important to me personally and professionally, all joking aside. Thank you. Thank you. 
very you don't you don't have to force that out of me. I've actually said that <laughs> in other interviews where you have not been present. Oh my god, that that is lovely, and that does mean more, right? To say something kind and lovely. Yes, thank it's you. It's true. Do you want to talk about? Because Mike, I don't know if everybody knows the story because you were not there for our initial meeting. Aaron, no. do you want to talk about? Because we told this story once, and it it really was received well, but I don't think most people know that first meeting that we had. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Okay. Um, was it received well? Um, <laughs> we, we met me and, and my partner, Eli, my yes. producing partner, went over to uh, Leah's agency and we sat in a very nice conference room with Leah and her agent and... We had not met Leah before, um, and we were not altogether that familiar with Scientology. I right. mean, not not beyond what the general public was. Right. For, you know, we had seen the Alex Gibney documentary feature. Sure, we had read some stuff. We had read your book it, to prepare for the meeting. Um, but I don't think we, that's true, but I think it's good that you said it. Go ahead. Well, there is there's an excellent 19 page Kindle summary. <laughs> Of your book. And so we, at a minimum, at a minimum, we had read that prior to the meeting. And by we, I mean, I did. (laughs) You mean your assistant who then dwindled that down to, here's what you need to know. And then I summarized it to Eli on the car ride over. No, That um, sounds more true. Thank you. And and totally nailed it. Um, No, but in that meeting, um, we talked about what, your experience and what was motivating you to want to do more because you had written a New York Times bestseller and you we thought, has she said everything that she wanted to say? So we were curious about what was nagging at you and what right. what were some of those stories we didn't know about. Right. Um, and we were blown away and, um, you know, intrigued is an understatement by what you were learning and what the potential of a series could be and what it could bring to light. We did, you know, we had just started a production company. Sure. Um, and we, you know, had taken an, in, you know, investment to start our company. From uh, other from, people, right. From so our backers. You have investors. Yeah, yeah, we had gotten some private equity yeah. from some investors and- we were and and we knew the reputation of Scientology as being this very litigious and aggressive um, organization. And so we uh, we were all in with the caveat uh, we we might have said out loud that we wanted to at least take a beat and check with our attorney, maybe our investors, but at a minimum, our attorney, just to make sure that as a young company with not a lot of resources that we weren't stepping into a minefield, at which point you asked us if we were pussies <laughs> and we uh, turned to each other and wondered whether we were pussies <laughs> and we thought about it uh, for about 30 seconds and concluded maybe we weren't pussies, <laughs> but... We still wanted to check with our lawyer, and we ended up still checking with our lawyer uh, and still deciding that we weren't pussies. But that that, that was our that was our initial meeting, right? Uh, that started out our relationship. 
That was the beginning. That was an appropriate <laughs> yeah. introduction, I, I think, to the I to the agree. ride we then went on. Yes, yes. And and you 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 mentioned that you did have some idea uh, for what Scientology was capable of, especially uh, you maybe you didn't know the term fair game, but you knew that Scientology was certainly litigious. But it but it it went further than that. I think that's what you you guys later learned was oh it's not just about actually having a case to bring forth to win. You you started to see that. It wasn't really about that for Scientology. Matter of fact, it is nothing about winning, and it is nothing about actually suing somebody for libel or slander because they know they couldn't. Right? It was more about you found out uh, what they were really doing and capable of. And did you have any idea that that's what you were in for? <clears throat> Not really. I mean, uh, we just knew of their somewhat fearsome reputation. Um, and there's sort done of shows because Aaron, you've done shows, right. That, that were certainly dangerous topics that were, but had you ever experienced this and how do you think And the second part of that question? So I don't interrupt you again is how, how is Scientology different in that way? Yeah. So, um, great question. We, yeah. We had not ever dealt with anything well, Mike, like. Mike wrote it, by the way. Go ahead. Okay, good, Mike. Great question. <laughs> credit where credit is due. Um, we we hadn't dealt with anything like that before. We had we we you know one of the hardest things about the show really yeah. was to try to understand how Scientologists think. Yeah. And honestly, to a certain extent, how ex Scientologists think. That was the hardest thing was to not not we, we can't relate to that experience, but just to like sympathize and understand how that organization views the rest of the outside world mm -hmm. was one of the and then to take that information and that mindset and then translate it for a viewer that knows even less than we do. That was one of the most challenging things. Right. Um, about making that show, we have dealt with lots of sensitive topics and lots of, uh, legally complicated programming, as you say, but n nothing, nothing of this order of magnitude. And you can only prepare so much. I mean, you do your homework, mm -hmm. you listen to the experts, you read what you can read. Uh, but until you're heading down the river on that boat, it's, it's, it's really impossible to know what that's going to feel like. Right. And what, what, uh, Mike, feel free to, I'm only asking the questions cause you're not. So anytime you want to fucking speak up, feel free. Well, it's, it's always hard to get a word in edgewise. Well, this in, you know, get, get your you shit know, together you gotta and figure have, it out. You gotta have, you gotta have some sympathy for me. Figure Aaron. it out. <laughs> yes. I have some sympathy for you, Mike. <laughs> that's my man. That's Leah's my so, man. That's Leah, what I needed. Leah's so mean. Leah. <laughs> we're just men that we're just used to gaslighting and being very low key about it. And we don't come oh, off like me. the assholes we might be. But Leah. <laughs> Mike goaded me into that for the record. <laughs> Mike lured me into this trap. I've now. I've now stepped on that landmine. <laughs> this this podcast episode is downhill from here. It is not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. No. I, but I do want to say that 
I believe that over the course of the three seasons, that the fact that that the show continued with the support of IPC and the support of A&E made a difference to how much Scientology is able to intimidate other media these days. Like, Going Clear had sort of set a bit of a bar, you know, that was a... a a prestige, absolutely incredible piece of documentary filmmaking, and Scientology went pretty all out to try and stop it. You know, full-page ads in the LA Times and New York Times and threat letters up the kazoo, et cetera, et cetera, and HBO went forward. Right. And, but it was a one-off deal, and everything before the aftermath had been sort of a one-off thing that, you know... There had be, been things that they came, they went, they were books, they were this, and and nothing of a sustained, constant, mm-hmm. okay, here's another week's worth of exposure of the abuses. And I think that, that and I, I congratulate you and thank you and uh, all the people at IPC and the people at A&E for carrying on and persisting and never buckling because that has made it clear to the rest of the world that it doesn't matter how many kooky legal threat letters and how many smear sites and how much bullshit they put out that it's a lot of hot air and ultimately comes to nothing if you've got the truth on your side right and That's what actually I think that the aftermath did more than anything. It, it did two things. One, it personalized the experience of Scientology so that people could see that this is not just a kooky cult with Tom Cruise jumping on couches. This is real lives being impacted. And two, it tended to de depower the, the threats of Scientology because you know, as you know, those threat letters were a featured part of almost every episode of the aftermath. We just make, took them and and stuck them on there. You make and, a, you you make a really excellent point because major credit to Lawrence Wright and Alex Gibney and Time Warner for being the forerunner in a yeah. way to our show because that required a lot of fortitude. Uh, to 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 press forward and make that happen and to endure the onslaught and the fair gaming that they endured. But, you know, this is the difference between a television series and a, and a feature doc. You know, we were in people's homes every week right. on, on basic cable. Right. And the support of A&E being able to reach a mass commercial audience and the idea that, Every week on a specific day at a specific time, you're going to get yet another piece of evidence of abuse of what Scientology is doing. And that's going to be packaged in an entertaining way that you can digest, understand, consume and be outraged about uh, that. That's really powerful. And as you said, it's somewhat defanged Scientology in their attempt to try to knock that down. And those legal letters, especially in season one, those were a gift. 
because we right. said, hey, you know, for legal reasons, we ought to include how Scientology is responding. So we have we have a legal responsibility to put in the episode what they think and and what they think of the of the accusations that are being made. And so we have to let them respond for legal reasons. But from a television producing standpoint, it was great to be able to show the audience the 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 tack that Scientology was taking to try to knock down or tear down our contributors. It only exposed them further. And then speaking of, of fair game, Aaron, uh, you were fair gamed as well, your partner Eli, and so was A and E. Was that shocking? You want to tell our audience what what's Scientology, well, did and by the way, still up, <laughs> still doing. Sure, I mean, look. In fairness, I wasn't fair gamed in in any way comparable to uh, a former Scientologist yeah. or even Alex Gibney or some others that you know reporters that got in their crosshairs. What I experienced, I would consider to be fairly light. I mean, can I be really honest with you? Please. When I showed up in their first attack video, I was psyched because they had used a flat, what I thought was a flattering photo of me <laughs> and they had correctly pronounced my last name, well, which is often actually, mispronounced. You could actually uh, pretty much bet that just from what you said, they will change the photo. Right. Well, and they will start, they will start calling you Aaron Sideman. Well, did I mention that I hated the photo that they used in that first attack video? Uh, yes, you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hated that photo, and they mispronounced my last name. I think we just misheard name. you. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my. I mean, that, I'm, I'm being. I'm just being real with you. That was my honest reaction. I never really experienced the like. They didn't professionally destroy me. There was too much light on us. There was too much light on the show. But it was like, oh, they'll go anywhere. They'll try to link us to things that we have nothing to do with. They'll dig into our past and try to connect dots that don't really connect. They did harass our crew a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, That I felt worse about that than anything that was coming my way. It's like, but 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 no other but no other church or any other subject that you have ever covered in all of the extensive work that you've done in this world. No. Nobody's ever created a website on you, uh, a hate website, a uh, propaganda. No, I mean, like, look, nor- n- normal, pe- you know, uh, the more normal standard uh, course of operating is if we make a show and someone gets upset about how something was presented or portrayed, they'll hire a lawyer and write sure. us a threatening letter and we'll try to solve the discrepancy. Right. You know, because yes. maybe maybe it's founded on some logic. By the way, right. maybe maybe we did, you know, we're fallible. Maybe we did make a mistake. Maybe right. we used a photo we weren't authorized to use. You know, sure. you you deal with things on on every production something comes up, but no, in this case it was clear that they weren't they weren't they weren't terribly interested in the facts. They just right. wanted to make Silence. ad hominem attacks on the on the source of the information. But you're right. Most to I, I think what you said was was amazing. This is a quality that Scientology does not 
uh, does not have in that they, they are not seekers of truth. They didn't want to solve anything with you or our legal department, or they would never disputed anything that we actually said. There, there was never like, hey, th- this is untrue, and so here's the fact, and, you know, that never happened. Yeah, they seemed more interested in, in, in impugning the reputation <laughs> of the source of the information. You right. can't trust this person because, you know, they we're, masturbated. We have a yeah, we exactly. have a confession from Leah that she humped a teddy bear when she was thirteen. Right. You can't believe her. Right. So and so littered on the five <laughs> south right. seven years ago. We've got video surveillance footage it was you know a medium-sized mcdonald's french fries like they're they're you know it was more uh tearing down the character of this the source of the information and and it was as a opposed bit, to the actual information that was and, that and, we were yes yeah. and it was a little bit um you know me thinks thou doth protest too much you sure. know it was you know a little bit of uh the bigger the fuss they made the the more nervous they seemed about sure that specific content we were about to broadcast, which made us feel like, why are you so nervous about that coming out uh, when you have no evidence to refute it? But I do, I do want to say something. I do want to say something. A&E, there are not a lot of networks that would have had the balls to have put this program on season after season, year after year. And so, you know, appreciate, I appreciate the acknowledgement you've given our production company, but like Mike was saying, uh, A&E was in, in, incredibly supportive in 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 allowing us to make the show that we were making, Absolutely. and they were on the receiving end, by the way, of a lot of that pressure uh, and a lot of those uh, uh, legal threats as well, and they they stood uh, they stood strong. Sure. And I'll, I'll I'll say this again, I you know. I, and I think the crew showed great fortitude. My other theory, though, about why me and uh, my partner, uh, my partners on the project, um, Eli and and some of the other executive producers, my theory about why we weren't fair gamed more is because the two of you were out in front of right. the show, right. soaking up all the ire and all of their... <laughs> attention and yeah. and oxygen in a way and all of their hatred and so i kind you you shielded us maybe inadvertently mm-hmm. but you were the sort of the centerpiece of the series sure. maybe they were a little punched out and they didn't have the energy to really go after us but right. I, that was one of my theories right and 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 the other the other thing that i want to say is that at one point scientology <laughs> Uh, lawyers, I, I, I'm going to let you tell the story, Aaron, but they actually they actually requested a meeting with you guys. What was it, season two? We met with them season yes, one the and big- season two. Okay, and, yes. and it was, they, they asked you to meet, and they said, it, but, but, <laughs> and there was a big but. Now, uh, well, that's well, they, because they, they, we they, said- they didn't want you guys at the meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> So a lot of what we just did was point to the documentation. You know, a lot of what we did was just listen and write down their 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 concerns as they were bringing it up. Mike, what is the purpose of such a meeting? 
Well, it, because you were the head of the department that would have orchestrated this, that would have uh, suggested that you do this. And what? so what is the what was the intent of this? To see if there was an opening to in some way intimidate Aaron and Eli or their lawyers or someone into wondering or doubting whether what they were doing was going to cause them big problems. And it, and the reason that they didn't want us there, of course, is in order to separate them, because just like Aaron said, if you have someone who has at a disadvantage of not knowing everything, you can potentially use that to your advantage of sowing seeds of doubt. They had they had Scientology executives, if you if that's the right term. They had uh, and they had lawyer and they had a, an array of lawyers. And to be fair, we were fine taking the meeting. We mm-hmm. actually thought on some level this is you know it, again it, it, you know in it, sort of the normal course of making a show like mm-hmm. this. Although there is no show exactly like this. Hearing out the other side, so to speak, isn't a bad idea. For legal reasons, it's a really good idea. The network wanted us to take the meeting. I have to admit, I was somewhat curious as to what it would be like to sit across a conference room table from them and and hear how they express themselves and what sort of syntax are they using and how are they putting their arguments together. and what and, were they and, saying? And, and, and on the off chance they bring something up yeah. that was terribly illuminating, we took dutiful notes. We were going to go and chase it down and talk to you guys and see whether it was worth actually. Like we went into it with an open mind, not naive, not in any sort of um, vulnerable sense, mm-hmm. but we went into it thinking, hey, this isn't bad for the process. It's important to hear them out. We're about to put a, a show on television that's going to expose a lot of explosive and unflattering uh, stories about what what has happened in Scientology over the right. years. Right. Hey, let's hear, let's hear them out. That can't sure. that, you know, it, it might not lead to much. And we had heard pessimistic things about what a meeting like that could possibly yield. But hearing them out on paper seemed like not a bad idea. And I don't regret it. Right. And we and just for everybody who doesn't know, like there was not a week that we that that IPC and the producers did not reach out to Scientology asking for them to come on the program. We would have been happy to be at that meeting. We were actually salivating at the idea of being in front of them and, and, and letting them attempt this kind of nonsense that they, they were doing, wanted to do with you. That was the intent of it, right? There was no well, we, invite, we invited there. them to be on the show, if you recall. We re- no, that's we what I was saying. Them, yeah, we, we asked invited, them to produce weekly. someone to go on camera. Yeah, weekly, so. we, we asked. We, yeah. Weekly, there was an ask. We, it was like, okay, great, you sent this letter once again. Would you be willing to talk to Leah and Mike on camera? Yeah. Come on down. Yes, exactly. The thing that I wanted to bring up, Mike, is the, uh, uh, and I don't know if this is worth it, but, you know, the one thing that they, they attempt to use against me where I said uh, erroneously that I, I don't do the vetting on the show and that they have used that. I don't know if that's worth talking about in the context of the legal stuff. Right. Okay. But I, I, I think that it's it's worth making a note that 
that Scientology takes anything, any half sentence, sure. any uh, small admission, any anything, and blows it up into a major thing. Like when you made the comment saying, I don't vet the show or I don't vet something, whatever the little words yeah. were that you said. And Scientology turned that into the entire aftermath. Every episode of the aftermath has never been checked by anybody to vet, to make sure that it's accurate, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. And that is so far from the truth as <laughs> Aaron knows yes. as uh, every the as the IPC lawyers know the A and E lawyers know the the standards and practices department knows every single word and every statement made by anybody on that program was legally vetted within and so it's the most it's, a, it's the most thoroughly vetted p program i've ever made in my entire career we were always making sure that we had several corroborating sources for all of the information and a lot of your notes contained those sources and that information right so once again you could say that mike and i really helped you and eli develop <laughs> Yes, yes. All roads go back to <laughs> the way in which you um, made my career happen. That's, that's what I heard. That's <laughs> yes. what I heard. That's what I yes. heard. Um, but uh, now, just to clear up that point, when I was doing that roundtable, it was me and other producers, and I you know, was fairly new to you know, talking about uh, producing, and this is the first. So I had you know, created the reality show with my family, but I wasn't – you know, the owner of the production company that, but I certainly created my family's reality show. It's all relative with the help of uh, gurneys, but I was not used to talking in con like in that, in that way, right? I'm usually talking as a, as a performer or just as myself in a funny way, right? Like my family show was, was funny and it was entertaining. It was light. And I didn't, uh, certainly know how what, what I was being asked when she said, "How do you vet?" And I was like, "Well, I don't do." That. I was saying, like, "I per Leah doesn't like I don't know what she meant." But I was answering to another side of that, like because I this is what I thought she was asking me, like, "How do you know the validity of the stories that the, of the people that you're talking to?" Because it happened to me. I know the fucking validity of the story. Like it, it happened to me. It happened to Mike. Like we know Scientology inside and out. Like I. Once you say certain words, once you tell me a certain spirit, like, yep, yep, happened to me, happened to my mother, happened to my sister, happened to Mike. So I, that's what I thought I was answering. Yeah, I mean, look, m many people in many departments ended up doing the vetting on on this show, and luckily yes, we had a lot of great support and 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 talented, thorough. Uh, researchers and lawyers all making sure that, you know, we were we were doing this in the most responsible way possible um, while still uh, uh, hewing to the truth and doing right by our brave contributors who were taking an enormous personal risk exactly. just by appearing on the show, mm -hmm. even if they were retelling a story they had already told in another form. Um, but I, 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 you know, just to give you a compliment and Mike – and I hope this is fair to say this this series really um, opened up for you, I think, what it meant to actually produce uh, a television show. And you uh, adapted quickly, you know, because it wasn't 
a light, funny yeah. thing. This was a really lots of moving parts mm-hmm. and uh, and a, and a complicated story to try to tell, and then put together in the editing room and then get it out onto the air um, is a soup to nuts process that you guys were deeply involved in. And I think, you know, legitimately produced that show in a way that if you hadn't, it wouldn't have been what it was. It wouldn't have been as successful. It wouldn't have made that impact. But I think for you guys, I hope this is the case. I remember when we won the Producers Guild Award, and that was really special because mm-hmm. that was yes. other producers, our yeah. mm-hmm. other yeah. our produce our, our colleagues mm-hmm. in the industry conferring onto you. Yes. Hey, like this thing is a bitch to make, sure. and we know that, and you nailed it, and we're giving you props not as an on camera performer or an on-camera documentary subject who's bearing their soul, right. not even necessarily for having created something. We're saying, hey, producing is grunty, hard, unglamorous, behind-the-scenes work that the public isn't typically aware of, nor do they need to be, nor do they, as a result, tend to appreciate it all that much. But we do. We yeah. do as producers in this business, and we're giving you a really special award to acknowledge that. I think that I, – I remember being with you that night, and, and that meant a lot for your own peers yeah. in the Hollywood producing community at the, at the top of the mountain <clears throat> to say that I think really mattered. Absolutely. It mattered a lot. And I, and I, you know, I think Aaron, we're, we're smart enough to know that, you know, our business might see producer, might see executive producer, uh, because a lot of times, you know, people, you know, actors in the business attach themselves to a project and they are given in name executive producer title or producer titles. And I think there's kind of like a, well, was she really a producer? Was she really doing the There's work? a minimum of 27 producing credits on every single piece of content that comes out these days. <laughs> right. So. But I don't think that people <laughs> actually believe that I was involved or Mike was involved in, the, like you're saying, the, the producing of it, the, the you know, the vetting of the personal stories. Because, we you know, we would get, Mike would get hundreds of letters on his blog. He would get you know, about me appearing on the show. Mike knows how to, to what to look for when we're, you know, people are asking to be on the program and, you know, we need to, we need to do that work, right? Certainly people were getting letters on the production of people maybe who did like a course in Scientology here or there, wasn't really, weren't really considered to be Scientologists. And if you don't know Scientology, you're, you're saying this sounds like a very valid story. I'm sure it was on some small level, but what we were talking about was not somebody who, you know, took a, a communications course in Scientology for $65, right? That wasn't what we were. Yeah, I think I yeah. think one of the under-discussed and beautiful parts of the process and the story of the show is the is the actual producing that you and, and Mike did yeah. and the acknowledgement that you guys deserve for playing those roles. Because, you. you know, and, again, and to the public, you're on camera right. and you're real. You know all the people. Yes. We're not getting to them without you guys and your right. legitimacy. Even if you don't know them, the people coming on the show know who you are. Right. And, you know, nine times out of ten, Mike does know them or has had some contact with them. And so obviously that was really important. But yeah. beyond that, the real behind-the-scenes work, I think you guys – 
didn't get enough credit uh, or, you know, maybe now you feel you have that that sort of legitimacy conferred upon you. But it was great to be in the trenches with you because we felt like we had real producing partners on the and show. You know what, Aaron? Thank you for saying that. And to both you and Eli, you're being very kind. You're not letting people know that I would send um, notes to you guys. You? Um yeah. And when I tell you guys, like, I'm not exaggerating to be funny. I think, what was it? There was one where I actually numbered them. It was like 200. Yeah, you're, 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 right? you, you had sent it. You had sent notes. Uh, it was something. Uh, it was about a, a, over 100 pages. Yeah. Of notes. And like, and I don't know what the fuck, Mike, you're laughing about because you that's co-signed. That's one episode. You co-signed on that. It was, yeah, anyway, it, was, it was like I like how Mike is like try, like laughing like, yeah, she's a crazy <laughs> cunt. But that, like Mike was like, yep, yep. And also add this and also add that. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Um, and so that was part of the wonderful, loving, creative yeah. process that we went through <laughs> together. And uh what can I say? We got there. And then on top we're of that. We're laughing you know, about it now. And by so, the way, on yeah. top of that, there were also just the random, um, uh, you know, emails or texts uh, during my period. But I did, in fair war, I did tell you guys, you should know when my period's coming because that is when I send emails like that I shouldn't send. Yeah, I refuse to build a calendar around your menstrual cycle. Well, I thought, that, well, I, I, thought I drew that, the well, line okay, on that. Fine. You don't want to. <laughs> but heed I do remember you. If you don't I want do to remember heed. you saying that. Sage advice. That's yeah. on you. That's on you. But I have to say, although I don't, I, I, I probably uh, uh, stand by a lot of the content of, of my notes. Uh, you really did. You guys really did teach me a lot. Although you, you were not a beneficiary of my uh, change. Uh, that happened, you know, is still happening, right? Since, you know, we're not doing the show anymore. But you guys taught me a lot in like learning what's important and not to be like, try not to be emotional because then you become somebody who is unheard. And, you know, I, I, I really am starting, I shouldn't say I've learned because I'm starting to to see the importance of that because now that I'm producing for other people and I get the notes, I'm like this fucking schmuck what the like you're really gonna give me a note about this shot when the 99.9 percent of this is um and so i uh, being on the receiving end of it i see how it gets uh how how it comes across as not really on the same team and how hard that is to work through and and and, and to get to another side and how it, it, it's it's hurtful to do that to teammates and like I I'm learning these things although I'm I'm not gonna I'm not saying that I'm never I'm not going to be that person I'm gonna still be the person who fights for things that I believe in who wants content to be better than average who wants who fights against mediocrity in producing and editing and stupid shit like music that I think is very important, you know, like things that maybe seem like the bigger picture of things. Like I'm not the bigger picture person always to me. It's all part of the art, all part of the message we're sending. And if I see it, I feel like I have to say something. First of all, the, 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 you know, on some basic level, uh, and we never wavered in this, your notes were an expression of how deeply you cared. Right. About the content. 
Right. Uh, and that you don't get that from every executive producing partner on every show. Sometimes sure. you're you're hungry for that interaction and feedback and you get none of it and passion um, you're like do you give a shit about this project right. to give me a fucking note because to me the, yeah, the world yeah, yeah. can be divided yes. into people who give a shit and people yeah. who don't yeah if you if to oversimplify it sure. and so sure. on the positive side you gave a shit and that mattered yeah and that that mattered to us you know because yes. we were investing a lot of time and energy into this yes but the other part of it was and this was this was the somewhat of the tension that we dealt with on the show. Yeah. This is what I was alluding to earlier about learning to think like an ex Scientologist. Yeah, we um, didn't have your depth of knowledge, so right. we didn't always understand your notes because right. we didn't right. always know enough about Scientology to understand your notes. And sure. then we had the somewhat unenviable task of still needing to remember. And hey, we're about to implement these notes for a viewer that knows way less than we do as right. non-Scientologists. Right, right. And that was a, a convincing you and Mike without knowing as much about Scientology sure. as you guys. Yes. The relative importance of each individual note as it will get translated and put, spit out to the viewer. That yes. was one of the harder things to try to balance. Like we know what they're saying is it's got to be true because we don't understand it totally but if it's over the viewer's head then it's then we yes. got to talk to them about it because yes. it's pointless to put it in the cut any so yes. that was a big part of the tension yes and 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 mike has said this before about both you and eli like you you guys were great partners and in, in so many ways and i'm sure there were times that well i'm not saying i'm sure there were times there were times when i didn't appreciate that and what mike said earlier is what we have done is so so um, important and and looking at the bigger picture of that was so much more important than any issues I might have had with, you know, the, the form of storytelling or how we were using this information and what, what the music was or an unflattering shot of somebody or, you know, even just and, and big things, too. Right. But it, it was it, overall you know, people don't know what is in our, they don't know the 35 years of experience that I have in Scientology, right? But just the small portion that we are saying in this, in this one story is far more important than all this stuff I want everybody to know. You don't understand. This, this woman's family was destroyed, but she was also molested and she was also taken away. And it's like, okay, people don't know that they don't know that, Leah. This is like enough. Right. This is enough. Well, that was the hard part was navigating those those interactions with you guys, because, you know, many times in nonfiction, you um, you you're 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 delving into really important topics uh, that can be very sensitive. uh, And sometimes um, uh, in in the best case scenario, you're 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 revealing information that the public may not be aware of, but should be. And but you can't just kind of lay that out by rote. You, mm-hmm. You're still you're still making a TV show. Right. And so you still have to understand that the audience is tuning in to learn something on one level and they are simultaneously also tuning in to be entertained because it's still a TV show. And it's not that those are separate things. In fact, they're the, 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 the desire to learn and the desire to be entertained, they're inextricably linked. 
but you you can't ignore one over the other when you're making a television show. Sure. And so that was also, you know, making sure that like we may not have known a lot about Scientology, but we did know how to make entertaining television that we had done before we had met you. And so that, you know, making sure that we were keeping our eye on both of those North Stars, I think, was um, was part of is part of how we sometimes tried to explain our response to your notes is to make sure like, hey, this this might be too much for the audience. Sure. They're going to. Well, when you say to- too much, when you say too much, I, I don't want anybody to get the idea that you're, you're thinking that they. It was you just can't overhead. overwhelm them. It, it was just. Yeah, it was like a lot of information. You and can't it was overwhelm a lot of reading. Them. They have yes, to be able absolutely. to take it in and yes. digest and can, it. And I think the most important thing is it, maybe change the word because for me, it's it's hard to 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 put the aftermath in an entertaining category. Sure. And, and, and I, I think it was more about um, ensuring that people care. Um, which which I think we all collectively did an amazing job uh, of making sure that uh, the stories that we were telling, people did not, like Mike said earlier, not not um, just kind of throwing away the idea that, like, the, uh, the, of course this happened to you. You you come from a place uh, where you were, <clears throat> you know, you weren't entertained. You 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 never had religion in your life. You know, you know, you're, you're of course you would fall for the stupid cult. You have no education. You. And I think that our job, which was very hard to do, was making people care. And I think we achieved that. Not only did we make people care, we we people got activated. They got involved. And it wasn't just Scientology. We get letters every day, tweets every day, messages on, on Mike's blog. Okay, do this subject, do that subject, or... Uh, I I have a a, a letter uh, sitting on my email from somebody I don't know who watched the show and said, you know, I was raped as a young girl by a professor. Your show gave me hope to stand up to the evils of the world or to get out of an abusive relationship. And I think we did so much more than we ever could have imagined. And for that, we are so grateful to you, to Eli, to um, IPC, your company, uh, maybe not all of IPC, but definitely the overall <laughs> banner of IPC. But was so grateful to have to to that you gave us this opportunity to A and E. Uh, so so thank you for that. And you know now it's thank on you. Netflix, right? So more eyes are on it. The first yes. three seasons of The Aftermath are on Netflix. And uh, so happy. we were we're, we're we're grateful to have been to, to have had the opportunity to help you and Mike tell these stories. Honestly, it was a it was a privilege. It was an honor. It was humbling. It was educational. It was exhilarating at times. Yeah, it, it, it's and, and inspiring. And uh, we we're we're I appreciate you saying all those nice things. But honestly, like, I, you know, I don't even have the words to express how grateful we are just to have had the opportunity to go on the ride. You know, it was really about helping you guys translate your vision. Uh, and we took that really seriously and we learned a lot and it was hard. And I'm sure we made lots of mistakes. We did, of course, um, have to navigate our partnership and our relationship and our collaboration over the years, but I'm proud of what we accomplished. Um, and, um, we're just really grateful that, that you gave us that chance to do that. 
Um, and I want to say one other yeah. thing, and maybe yeah. you can put it back into the earlier conversation because sure. now I realize what you're saying. It's yeah. just it's a little bit tricky to to say we were trying to make an entertaining show. So maybe you won't even want that at all. But it, you know, there, the, the 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 good news is there are tons of viewers, millions of viewers of nonfiction television that tune in to learn stuff. Yeah. And want and and want to be educated and uh and they and for them learning something is entertaining. Right. That's what or, I or, mean by they're inextricably linked. And so they yes. and they and they might like, you know, people go to the people love going to the movies and crying. Sure. You know, like some people are 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 mm-hmm. are are hungry for those experiences. They want to get emotionally invested in what someone else is going through. Um, and they want to learn and they find that rewarding and that entertaining in and of itself. Um, and I think that that was um, it, w- it was nice to see the audience respond so positively to all of that. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for taking the time to speak with us. We know that you have a ever growing uh, empire, empire that, you're that you are completely responsible for. Uh, and have no part of, by the way. So thanks for that. But we do thank you, Aaron, for taking this time to talk to us today and for your, your you wanting to, you know, even after the program is over, even after we, we don't have any, you know, business together, like we were simply that you are willing to come on and speak to us again. And, 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 and like Mike said, you have no dog in this fight, Right. Um, that you're willing to continue to talk about the subject of Scientology means a lot to us, and it says a lot about your character. And so thank you. Well, I'm again. honored that you wanted to have me as a guest, and thank you both for 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 having me on and, and for this experience. And all joking aside, I do love you. I love you too. And, okay. <laughs> and, and Aaron, just my final thing, I, I just want to thank you for how much you taught me. You are absolutely right. You taught, you taught me, I'll speak for myself. You taught me an enormous amount about how to go about your business. And, and I don't just mean producing. I mean, business in the real world outside of the Scientology world. Because I had a lot to learn about that, as you know, <laughs> there, uh, you know, and I we're came still from, learning. Yeah. I came from a, a very different world, and my approach to handling things and handling people was very, very trying at times. And Eli taught me a lot, and I really appreciate it. And there are a lot of people that we met in this journey who I consider now to be friends. And for that, I am eternally thankful because I met some wonderfully, amazingly talented people who I am now feel so blessed to think, oh, I this guy's my friend. This woman's my mm-hmm. friend. These people I met, they will be lifelong friends after, after traveling this road together. So I just want to thank you for that because it re- it really means a lot to me. And like Leah said, that you're willing to, you know, that that we have a relationship today where mm-hmm. you're willing to come on and sit and chat with us and continue to joke around and get get you know uh, your balls busted. Your balls busted. It is by the best uh, in the business. 
exactly. by the best ball buster in the business. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's You're just welcome. a reflection of that, you know, going you, when you go to war with someone or mm-hmm. you're in the trenches with someone there is a bond that gets built that never that never breaks and i feel like there are a lot of people involved in the production of the aftermath that i have that with and yeah me too i, I really want to thank you for that and all those other people that are out there they all know who they are i'm still friends with them i still email them you know I'm not going to go through and list everybody's name, but but you and Eli certainly are at the at the and, very and also, top of that. And list. also, <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Add, you know, I have called Aaron several times to ask for advice about producing and other deals that I have, and he has always called me back. He has always taken the time to explore all avenues because he knows my my. Um, uh, I don't know my handicap when it comes to like, why would this motherfucker offer me this insulting? Fuck him. Fuck them. And you're like, okay, so right. So the deal is pretty standard as a first offer, just so you know. And I'm like, right, right. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. You you have a process. We just call it, We just hey, use but, the word but, process. But just to say that you, that you have done that as a friend to me. And I've run ideas and by will you. always and will and so, always. And so thank you for that. Speaking of for business, either of you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of business, what else are you doing, Aaron? You got any other projects going on? Uh, just a few, <laughs> just a handful of TV where shows. One, where can one go to see Aaron, the many projects that you and I, uh, Eli and now, like Mike said, you, you have merged into uh, a bigger, you know, company. What, is there a website or is there something that people, cause you do amazing things. You certainly, you, you, done- you, we, we, you know, IPC has a website that yes. people could go and look at our work. Um, but recently you had a nice recent. Uh, yeah. We, yes. it, it, you mentioned yeah. that, that, that the aftermath is on Netflix. So yes. just speaking of Netflix, we had a, uh, a four part series about the serial murderer, Richard yes. Ramirez, who yes. terrorized LA in the mid eighties. Yes. It's called night stalker. Yeah. Uh, and it is on Netflix now. Um, we make lots of different kinds of shows. We're 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 fortunate in that sense. It's a yes. pretty diverse slate of programming that um, we're really proud of. Um, yes. And uh, and all bullshit aside, yeah. aftermath really paved the way for that. Uh, <laughs> it, it, in some ways, because yeah. it, it, for real, I mean, it, it, it will in many ways, but specifically our brand. You know, the brand, the brand of the company when Aftermath came out was, became premium yet commercial, which right. means well-made documentaries that are going to reach a lot of people right. and be a hit. And we've, um, I'd like to think we come by that honestly, and we were able to prove that over and over again over yeah. the years. Yes, but for Aftermath to trailblaze and be that first piece of content to say that, to put that flag in the ground, like I said, that is transformative for a production company. And we're forever indebted and grateful to oh, you and Mike you. for that experience. You, so if you want to know uh, and see all the amazing projects that uh, Eli and I are doing, you can go to IPC, what, just IPC. It's uh, Corp. Dot com, And you can go there to see all the things that were inspired by me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Aaron. We love you. We Thank love you, Aaron. Thanks for having Thank me Thank you all for listening. Until next time. <laughs>